0: 5,000 people. Could you do that? All right. We're going to go over to the Cantrells after after church today. Are you ready? 5,000 people. 5,000 men. We don't really know the number. 5,000 uh, men, but there were women and children there, I'm sure. Uh, it doesn't matter the number, though. It's the fact that Jesus is the provider for this amazing meal. You may be wondering, the the Lenten sermon series, I've got a word there, compagno uh, or Campanieri. Um, it's a word that's really cool to me. It means the breaking of bread. It's the same root word where we get the word companion from. So when Jesus breaks bread, we also have this beautiful statement of kom pani, come together, right, community, and then pani, which is bread, breaking bread together. So when we come together, At this meal, this sacrament, we are companioning with Jesus. He is our companion. And so over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to talk about uh, how Jesus companions. He breaks bread with folks in Scripture. In the Gospel of Mark, we see seven instances where Jesus does just that. He He breaks bread with many people, and as a result, their lives are changed. And from reading this story, our lives can be changed as well. So, what has happened is I think that Jesus is grieving. He has learned of the death of his cousin, John the Baptist. He has been beheaded by uh, Herod and Tippus. He has also learned now, uh, he has uh, seen the disciples come back, the 70, the 70. They have come back and they have given... Jesus a full account of everything that they had done, and they are rejoicing, and, and earlier, uh, later accounts we see that Jesus says, I saw Satan fall from the sky, but as a result, of they have poured themselves into the villages and the towns that they visited, and now they're exhausted. So Jesus says, let's go to an isolated place, and let's just rest for a while, and that's what their intent was. So they hop into the fishing boat, a very familiar fishing boat, I guess. They sailed from Capernaum over to Bethsaida, the house of fish. And that's probably the hometown of Andrew and Peter. And this, during the time of Jesus, was where the River Jordan emptied into the Sea of Galilee. So they're on their way, and now people see this very familiar fishing boat and know that this is uh, the boat that Jesus is often in. So the towns and the villages, the enclaves that are on the northern side of the Sea of Galilee, see that fishing boat and they evacuate, so to speak, and follow Jesus where that sailboat goes, and they beat Jesus to Bethsaida. Now, if I were a disciple, I would say, now, I would look at these, the mass of folks coming, 5,000, 6,238, whatever that number was, and I would go, really? We're supposed to come here with the master. We're supposed to take a break. We're supposed, hey, I just need a day off. But notice what Jesus does. He looks out over them. And remember Bethsaida is a rolling hills area. It's called the Remos Heights, the lonely place. It's a place where sheep graze and all that kind of stuff. And he looks out over this mass coming up. And now, assembling along the foothills down by the Sea of Galilee, and he looks at them and has compassion over them, like a, And they look, he looks at them, like they are sheep without a shepherd. And now the disciples, well, let me. I'm going to say, Can I? Would you mind if I just take a little rabbit trail? Can I do that? It, all right. Let me do that. Um, notice what happens in Scripture. Right? You read the scripture and notice what happens when Jesus is interrupted from what he has had planned. Right, Remember the woman who comes up and he's teaching. He's walking backwards and he's teaching. And then a woman reaches out and touches the tallit of his garment and power issues for her. Say, who touched me? Right? That's an interruption from what Jesus was doing. Here's another interruption. He's come there to have a respite time with his disciples and now the crowd has come. How do you respond to interruptions from what you've had planned by God. Now, you know what I'm talking about. I I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of times, you know, I wanna go shopping with Gina. Normally, it's Gina shops and I watch. Or I get an email or I get a text to go somewhere to call somebody to do something. I had other plans, but notice that I go because If I don't, I'm going to miss something that God wants me to see. I'm going to miss an opportunity for a blessing or have an interaction with someone. Uh, So very briefly, be very attentive to the times where you're drawn away from something that you had planned. It might be a call, an email, or a text. It might be some aspect of your life that is being interrupted, but God is saying, go. Go here. Do this. Take care of this person, listen, love, hug, be a loving presence, be the love of Christ to someone. Pay attention to that when you're being interrupted, okay? Divert your schedule, whatever. Follow what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. Okay, there's my rabbit trail, all right. Time's getting, uh, uh, it's getting late, uh, and now the disciples are going, now notice what they say, send them away we want our time off. We want want to just have our time by ourselves. Just send them away. Let them find food on their own. Meanwhile, Jesus has been teaching. He's been healing. He's been in the midst of the people. He's been doing all the things that Jesus does. Now the disciples say, just send them away. Now the hour's getting late, and he says, well, how much food do we have? Go and see. So he comes back, you know, and then he says, you know, should we spend like 200 denarii, a year's worth of our, our purse here to feed all these folks and where are we gonna get it anyway? So what happens is, he, go and see. So he, he comes back and reports to Jesus, well, we've got five loaves and two fish. Basically, what this equates to during Jesus' time, it's a little boy's lunch, according to the Gospel of John. It's five barley crackers and two sardines. This is what a fisherman eats while he's fishing in a boat these days, right? And, And they're going, now what? And here's the punchline. He says, you go feed them. You, not me, says Jesus but you, you go feed them. You provide them all that they need to eat. Cool. Now, I don't know how this works, but I do know what he does beforehand. He takes the bread or the, the crackers, the, the loaves and the fish, he breaks the loaves, he breaks the bread, get it, compagnere he blesses it, and then the miracle occurs. The miracle occurs. All of the, all of the folks that are there, 5,000 or 6,283, whatever that number is now, are filled to the point where they are satisfied, and there is leftovers. Now, mind you, this is not like the second king's account of Elisha when he had 100 people and 20 loaves. No, Jesus is much greater than than that. He provides so much more. He is even greater than Moses that in his presence now God provided the manna. Matter of fact, Jesus makes that statement when he says in John 6, I am the bread of life. I am going to be your sustenance. I am going to be your bread, something that you can depend upon, something that will sustain you and keep you in life as well as the life to come. But notice what happens. You go feed them, you go feed them. We are fed and I pray that you're gonna be satisfied today and God's grace and abundance in our lives is gonna be overflowing so that there's enough for the whole world, 12 baskets, 13, whatever it might be in our lives. But we're responsible to go and feed as well. We're We're not only fed, but we are to be the feeder as well. I think of things like Manahouse. house. How many people are fed at Manahouse house every day? Between, two, between 180 and 250. 180 to 250. Over a year's time, how many people do you feed? About that, 80,000. That's a lot more than 5,000, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because we who are fed now provide and tell and show people where to go to eat as well as feed them as well, don't we, Linda? That all of those folks, whether it be chips or whether it be, whether it be chocolate chip cookies or Oreos or whatever it might be, you see, we're called now because we have been fed that the Master calls us to go feed. Go teach them. Go feed them. Go heal them. I think of a little church called Landsburg. It's on the border of Lawrence County and Wheeler County. A tiny little congregation, but every month they get together, and they pool all of their food together, and they provide for those that are hungry in the southern part of Lawrence and the northern part of Wheeler. You see, the people of Lansburg—they've been fed, and now they're answering the Master's call to go and feed, to go and feed. I think of Skylark, which is not fishes and loaves, but of a walk that goes that we who have been fed and satisfied with enough left over, that we can go and we can walk together, that we for a cause can help a woman who is deciding whether to keep her child or not. That through what the feeding of the gospel and then the disbursement of it, lives are changed. So who are you feeding today? Who are you feeding today? Is it members of your family? You may think, well, I don't have, I'm not very talented, and, you know, I, 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 I do my best. But I leave you with the fact that little is much in the hands of the master, that he could take what you are feeding and multiply it 110,000-fold, all for his honor and glory, Fishes and loaves? Companieri? You bet. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.